0: Today we have Fatima Meshtab, and Fatima is an event producer, host, PR rep, and business partner at Oasis Echo Lounge. And if you haven't been to Oasis after today, I am sure you're going to become a little bit curious. It is this really cool place. And the way that I describe it is, um, it is in this beautiful 19th century Victorian home. And it is a place where I, for me, it's upscale. Um, It's a clothing optional space where people can let the curiosity get the better of themselves. It's open to all genders, all relationship styles. And it's a place where I think people can dip their toes or jump right into sexual adventure. But I will send it over to you, Fatima.
1: And how would you describe Oasis Aquilounge? So you're, you're pretty much right. Um, that was a pretty accurate description. Um, you covered all the bases in terms of like being clothing optional. We're a 19th century historical mansion. Um, it is definitely welcoming to the curious and maybe more experienced. Um, so how I say it, my spiel is um, we are a water-themed, clothing-optional adult playground uh, that's clothing-optional, welcoming, welcoming adults of uh, 19 plus. So um, I say water uh, water themed because, uh, we have an outdoor heated pool that's heated year round. Um, so that's like the, just what I like to call the Aqua in Oasis Aqua Lounge. Um, and we also have other facilities such as a hot tub. We have a dry sauna. So we have like a cool spa vibe to us. Um, and we are open seven days a week. Uh, we're open from 1 PM to 3 AM. So we're open day and night. And we welcome consenting adults, 19 plus, meaning we're not just for swingers. We're for anybody who would like to spice up their intimacy, explore their sexual fantasies, um, you know, explore their desires, connect with light-minded people in whatever relationship configuration you are in, and even if you are a solo person.
0: Yeah, I find that the conversation of Oasis comes up in my clients, because Oasis is located in Toronto, Ontario. So for the clients that I see that are living in the city and who are coming to me because they're considering opening up their relationship, sometimes we'll talk about Oasis as possibly being one of those steps. Awesome. where maybe they would go in, see how it feels, Definitely, you know, have a conversation, which I'm going to ask you about, like the conversations people might want to have before they go into a place Mm -hmm. like Oasis. But I do, I see it as this place where it's like a step, right? And it allows you to, and not even having to play really if you went, but just taking it in, seeing how it feels, seeing what kind of feelings come up for you, whether it be, I don't know, feelings of excitement or could be feeling a bit insecure, or feeling a bit jealous. Um, What would you say some of the conversations are that people might benefit from before they go into a place like Oasis?
1: That's a great question. Um, I would say that if you are a couple um, in a relationship, wanting to explore opening up your relationship in terms of Um, you know, play, just sexual play, perhaps maybe going as far as, you know, polyamory, things like that. Um, I would say that as a couple, you definitely want to discuss what you are looking to get out of your visit, but also what you're looking to get out of it as a couple. Um, I would discuss, you know, fantasies that excite you, um, things you're looking forward to, things you are excited to see together, um, and also discuss things that may not feel right for you at that time, or that you may have hesitation about. So for example, not every single new couple that comes in will necessarily want to play with other guests. Um, So perhaps it could be that one person in the relationship is not quite ready to take that step, but that they want to explore exhibitionism with their partner or voyeurism with their partner. So Oasis Aqua Lounge allows that flexibility for people that you know, may not be ready to go into what we call like full swap. Um, maybe they. Maybe de-
0: you want to define, actually, if you can define full swap versus let's say soft swap.
1: Sure. So uh, these are terms that are, are known very well in the swinger community specifically. So full swap is when like you and your partner decide to have sex with other people and it's like full, um, you know, uh, penetration, um, usually PNV penetration and, um, you're either in the same room or different rooms, but it's like the full on intercourse experience. Um, whereas soft swap might be things like touching, oral sex, kissing, um, but not necessarily that P and V penetration. Um, we do recognize that, you know, not all sex is P and penetration, but full swap speaks to that. So, you know, some couples might not be ready to take that step, but some couples might, Um, so having that discussion of like where you're comfortable as a couple, but then also honoring like what your partner may want to get out of the experience as well as yourself and just like trying to be on the same page as much as possible. There's going to be some gray area with things because, you know, you may come into the space thinking like, Oh, there's no way I'm going to get naked. You know, I'll just, I'll just watch, but then you may feel comfortable enough that you might want to. So there's always a little bit of flexibility and then there's such things as hard limits. So hard limits are those things that are just a hard, no. Either for that first visit or regardless, Um, so it's important that everybody is on the same page in order to have the best experience together. This is also the same for solos, but as a solo person, you know you're thinking more about your experience and not necessarily like you're bringing somebody with you. So it is important to check in with yourself about you know how you're feeling going into a space like this, um, what you may want to explore which is separate from having expectations because we always tell people, you know, um, it's best to keep your expectations at bay um, because you don't want to be disappointed. And it also allows you to keep an open mind and to be able to take in whatever is coming your way in that venue. So whether it's you make new friends that are like-minded or maybe it's, you know, you get to explore a sexual activity or a kink activity that is something that you've been wanting to try for a while um, whatever it can be. And it's so interesting at Oasis because there's so many things that can happen and no visit is the same. So, because you're always meeting new people and having new conversations and we have different themes. So just keeping an open mind is, is important, um, again, to have the best experience. If
0: you were say going down to Oasis solo, or even let's say you were going down there with a partner is there a way to connect with people online before say you go there so maybe once you get there you can meet up with somebody or meet up with another another couple or
1: absolutely so we developed in 2020 2020- Um, an online community, the Oasis Online Connections Network, which is um, basically the same website that you would go to to check out our event themes, um, to inquire about admission, to book tickets online. And at one point, we could only have tickets bought online because we were in limited capacity back in 2021. Now we're not there any longer, but we still have the ability, you still have the ability to buy tickets online to, to book ahead. But on that platform, if you are a monthly subscriber, you can um you know have a more robust profile that allows you to join our virtual events um it allows you to connect with other members on there um you it's kind of like um kind of like a cool oasis like dating site in a way mm-hmm. where you can like meet other people that are in like similar communities some people on there have been to Oasis Soccer Lounge many times, some are new, some haven't been, they just created a profile to maybe explore a little bit. So yeah, there's absolutely the opportunity um, to, to meet people online, to find out who's going to the club, um, to have conversations with people or couples beforehand, maybe you can make up a plan to like meet, you know, for dinner beforehand before you go. So yeah, we definitely have the, uh, offer that that opportunity. Awesome.
0: I wanted to talk with you a bit about this experience of shame free pleasure and sexual liberation. And I remember reading an article, I think it was probably um, a year ago, and it wasn't an article, it was actually a randomized controlled uh, study where they found that spending time naked with strangers in a safe space can actually improve body image. And now I will say that this study was a smaller group. I think there was maybe about 25 couples in it. They were all white. So it doesn't speak to, you know, a a more diverse um, population. But there's parts of that that seemed like they would make sense to me and I wondered what your thinking was about that finding
1: Mm -hmm. well that's that's exactly the type of thing that happens at Oasis all the time (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. because a
1: lot of people love to hang out in the pool it's obviously it's awesome because it's a pool first of all it's heated so you can enjoy it pretty much any season it's clothing optional so a lot of people spend time naked together in the pool Mm -hmm. in addition to the play areas and in addition to other areas in the club but I see a lot of connection and friendships happening in the pool um and I always tell new people who come to visit and they don't know what to do with themselves like particularly solo people particularly solo men Um, go in the pool, hang out, talk to people because chances are people will definitely talk to you. It's a really friendly place. People are always interested in having conversations. Um, And I see a lot of um, friendships built at the club with people just kind of hanging out naked or hanging out in their towels. And I see so many different types of body types and age demographics. Um, And it's just really interesting and cool to see people from all walks of life all different body tapes, all different, you know, ethnicities, kind of just making friends and getting in the mix. So it's yeah. definitely, it, it facilitates those types of connections in a way that I don't think other venues do. Yeah, I
0: feel like I had this life changing moment at Oasis.
1: Ah, please share. <laughs> so
0: basically, I was, I think I would probably call myself. A never nude. Like I'm not somebody who would be walking around Oasis naked, but I there's lots of people that don't, right? I love Lo- the
1: Tobias Food Gay reference. What nude. was that? The Tobias f- Food Gay reference, Russ of Development, the Never Nude.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so I had gone, I went into the pool and I had just had a tell. So I had just gone into the pool naked, but I kind of slid in really like without when people weren't looking. And um, what happened was somebody had come by and picked up my towel. <laughs> I, somebody had just come by and picked up my towel. I think they were just cleaning up, right? And I was there, I was in the pool with a friend of mine and I was like, holy shit, our towels are gone. And so we are having a conversation about, who is going to get out of the pool naked to go to the place where the towels are? And so we're having this like laughing conversation in the pool. And I guess somebody overheard. Yeah. And the somebody goes, gets the towel. And it was this woman who was like, so beautiful and like so voluptuous and just like how she was walking you could just tell that she really owned her body
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it was like at that moment i i made this connection of it actually it's more about how you feel in your body that is sexy mm-hmm. versus whether or not you live up to society's expectations of what beauty is
1: yeah absolutely I definitely agree with that um I see a lot of different types of confidence exuding from people um in different types of ways and yeah I absolutely agree that you know that confidence the way that you carry yourself and also the kindness factor the fact that they had overheard you and went and got you a towel um just that awareness is really empowering to witness and also to own
0: it was like beautiful experience. It was very empowering. And matter of fact, I bring it up a lot um, in my work as an example with my clients, because part of my training and becoming certified is that we would go, we, we had to go to, we went to Oasis, we went to lots of different Clubs and and places where people go to express their sexuality. Um, And I talk about the experience that I had there and just how, like, it really, it it solidified that it's all in how you think about yourself and your relationship with yourself and your relationship with your body, right? Yes,
1: yes, yes, I absolutely agree. And I love seeing those transformations in people. Like, one of my favorite things that I love to see is when I... When I'm in the club, I'm, I'm giving tours and doing things like picking up towels and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, and I, I often welcome new people into the club. In fact, I should mention that we do offer a, uh, a night for new guests. We call it First Taste. Um, we offer it on the first Friday of every month for women and couples because Fridays are welcome women and couples. We also do a similar event on the first Monday of every month for solos and couples um so I often on Fridays I'm touring lots and lots of new people Mm -hmm. and I like it's so cute like people will come in and they're you know they're shy you can tell they're maybe a little bit closed off they're not really sure what to do some some are very excited some are more nervous than excited but like after a few hours I just see people chilling in the hot tub you know Mm -hmm. maybe they're like exploring different things that they want to try and it's just it's so like heartwarming and and exciting for me to see that to see like just this shed of like nervousness and just this ease into the space. Yeah. It's really cool.
0: Yeah. I, I, you know, I obviously in my practice, I have these stories that sit with me that really, um, I don't know, or either like they're heartwarming and, and memorable. And I wondered for you if, there was ever any kind of creative sexual expression that you've seen or just something that really, I
1: don't know, like
0: just made you feel like you love your
1: work? (laughs) Oh man, there's so many moments like that. Like I, I love my work for so many reasons and different things that happen all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, as far as like, I think, I mean, there's just so many different, experiences I've had there over the past 10 years. Um, Like even transformations, right?
0: Where I'm sure because you've been there for so long, mm -hmm. you've seen probably people come in who have initially been really shy. And then, I don't know, like either a week or a year down the road have completely come out of their shell.
1: Yeah, I see that happen a lot of time. I see people building friendships a lot of the time Mm -hmm. and those friendships can include play like people can become like play partners um Mm -hmm. sometimes not you know sometimes if it's like a couple like one person may you know um they may have permission to play with other people and one person just supports that um that's really exciting I like to see um people get excited about our event themes that we have Mm -hmm. um so that's always like that's always something that's really fun for me because we do a lot of different events and different themes and it's always great to know like what kind of like resonates with people the most. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll just share something that just came to mind. Like this is just sort of a small example, but I do a body tape night um, the second Friday, every second month. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I'm sure people have seen this before. I didn't make it up, but I do like designs on the body with tape instead of like body paint. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh that event is different than other events in terms of like I don't have like performances on stage I don't have a speaker uh, I don't have an educator like the whole event is basically me body taping people so I have this yeah. like one-on-one time with like pretty much everybody you know yeah. five seven minutes type of thing yeah maybe longer if it's uh not not as busy and so uh I love that people put their trust in me to like not only touch their body but like mm-hmm. give them these cool designs. Um. I see them, you know, some people may be kind of nervous, but interested and intrigued. And then they look in the mirror, they're like, I love this design so much. And then they just, you can see like the pride in like how they move through the club. I, um, I get to talk to people about like their experiences at the club. Um, I really like, I love to like infuse that joy in people with mm-hmm. that particular like craft that I do. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, just the other night, it was it was great because we actually had quite a few newer couples on a night that wasn't necessary for new guests um and you know there was a lot of like nervousness but they would like watch me design somebody on stage and then they wanted to try it and just like yeah I was just really excited to see their enthusiasm um and it's easier to do it on somebody who has less clothing on but I can definitely work around like shoulders or like whatever but just like making people feel empowered in their bodies. Like that's something I really love to do. So yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, Where in when they're, you know, feeling good in their body and like loving how the tape looks. Yeah. It's like being able to show your body in that way without covering it up with clothes.
1: Um, and it's also great because yeah, it's a way that you can sort of like be comfortable in your body and be naked or somewhat naked. Um, where you know you get to it's like you have a little bit of an accessory so exactly. I'm like I'm the same I I'm not somebody who's like always completely nude in fact I'm rarely completely nude I like to have some sort of like accessory some sort of design some sort of thing and it's not because I'm not comfortable in my body it's just like how I like to present myself yeah um so it's it's cool when you can offer people like these various options of different ways to be in the space and also to like take in the clothing optional
0: yeah policy yeah yeah. Have you noticed a change in the dynamic of people that are coming into the club now post-pandemic versus pre?
1: One thing I've noticed is that we've had a ton of new people. Um, mm-hmm. We always have new people coming into the space. Like that, that's that's never really changed. Um, but we just an influx of newer guests because the more that the business got out to the public – um, the more people were interested in it the more we talk about it, the more that we would promote it places like you know the taboo sex show mm-hmm. um the more interest we would gain and so in late 2019 early 2020 and actually he had just finished uh, promoting at the everything to do a sex show taboo sex show at the towards the end of the year so, there's people who had, like, you know, coupons to visit Oasis Aqua Lounge who were excited to visit, um, maybe just waiting for spring weather. <laughs> and we don't know how that went in 2020. <laughs> so once we were able to open our doors again, there was a lot of people that had just been, like, waiting to explore and experience something like this, especially in the absence of not being able to connect with people in person yeah. um, before the pandemic. Yeah. Um, I feel like I see a lot more open-mindedness from new guests specifically, like less trepidation, less judgment. Um, Yeah. Like, I think there's more of a willingness to want to explore that could be because when, you know, something's taken away from you, like being able to socialize, when you get that opportunity again, you know, my theory is just like, take advantage of it while you can. (laughs) Hopefully while we can forever. But like, um, I think the idea that like something... Is there and it could go away. I know that it's back, like take advantage of it. And I also think over the pandemic, especially with our online platform and being able to build that community online, there were so many discussions about Oasis Aqua Lounge. And we would do like, we would host our own virtual events, like from home. I would do my stuff from home. And we were able to sort of get the messaging across about the club and the community. And I think that really helped build a lot more comfort in a way that we couldn't do before the pandemic.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I find with the people that I work with in my private practice there definitely is a more of a desire to try new things. As a couple, I I and I I think part of it has to do with really needing to try new things because as we know, um it's really hard to have like fun, exciting sex when you're just kind of at home <laughs> all day and there aren't very many new um, experiences that you're having. But I do feel like people are wanting to hold the, you know, couple, um, uh, th- they want to. F- to take responsibility now and really start to work on finding their way back to each other. And not that for everybody, that means going to a sex club or Oasis Act Lounge, or, but I think people have had a lot of time to think about what feels really important to them. And for some people, their relationship with sex is what it is right and so yeah many of those people are finding in their relationship that maybe this isn't going to be the relationship that they're going to be able to do that in Mm -hmm. um but yeah lots of changes and lots of curiosity and like lots of like wanting to um try things that they haven't tried before absolutely yeah yeah.
1: yeah, definitely, and I mean that goes for regular guests too. Or regular, regulars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nobody's mm-hmm. regular, regular yeah. guests. Um, as mm-hmm. as much as it is for for new guests as well too. So it's nice to see that balance. Um, and it's always wonderful to meet new people and also welcome in people that we've met. We've been hanging out with for years. So
0: yeah, I'm going to segue a little bit, and I wanted to talk a little about you. Okay, and I was I was so curious. I'm always curious about why, how people end up where they end up in terms of their career, especially in careers that really resonate, I think, with their own values, Mm -hmm. right? And I was just wondering, like, for you, was this just kind of, did you just sort of fall into Oasis
1: one day or, like, was it a thought after, um... Uh yeah it's it it was it was a journey. I wasn't something I just um was just like oh I want to work here. Like it wasn't really yeah. my business, it wasn't really there. So mm-hmm. um yeah, so I'll just explain my journey. So yeah. um I went to school. I have a university degree in um English and Women's Studies. Mm-hmm. I didn't really do anything with that. Spent some time not really sure what to do with my life. Mm-hmm. Um but I always had I was always interested in sexuality. I'd always kind of been in a lot of spaces and um, around the adult industry in certain ways um, before it was cool. <laughs> I yeah. was always kind of like somebody who was like curious to explore different things and never really ever felt any shame around that even though I felt like I should. Um, I was pretty brazen and bold um, compared to a lot of people that I knew or like my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in my journey to figure out, you know, what I wanted to do with my life, I went back to school and went into event management, um, at George Brown and I absolutely loved it. It definitely inspired me and opened my eyes to what I can do with that job. And I just felt it really just suited my personality and it just, it made me come alive, mm-hmm. but I was not somebody who was ever going to work in a corporate atmosphere. Um, mm-hmm. I don't like a lot of. Um, okay, so we do have structured Oasis Oakland, but I guess what I mean is um, I don't really like a corporate structured environment where there's, I don't know, I don't know how to word it. Well,
0: I mean, when I think of it, I just think stiff. <laughs>
1: Like, yeah, yeah. And
0: yeah, and sure. and you can't do this. You can't and exactly. obviously was- at Oasis, there's some like hard lines around safety mm-hmm. and all of those things, but I so am getting what you're saying here. Right. Just around the the vibe,
1: the feeling. Yeah. Like this this I found places like a more corporate world, like I'm not allowed to really express who I am as a person I'm yeah. not really allowed to have much of a personality you know I can't yeah. really be creative um so as I was like finishing my program I was thinking about you know where would I where would I even take this education that I love so much and I'm so mm. excited to do something with this so um yeah I kind of was at, I was at the library years and years ago and for some reason I was just looking at just looking up different ways that I could create my own path. And it came across Oasis Aqua Lounge and their website was a lot different than it is now. This is like 2012. Um, and there was like interesting themes and there was gaps because we weren't open seven days a week at that point. Right. Um, and so I thought, you know, it'd be really interesting to create events for Oasis Aqua Lounge. Hmm. You know, I'd never been to a sex club before. Actually, I, I think I went had went once on my birthday that year um and it was a really cool space it was really interesting and fun um and I, I just thought it would be a really interesting place for me to apply my creativity and also the knowledge that I had gained through my program so I called up the business and it was so funny because I remember it was November 2012 and I called up the business and I didn't think that they would be open like I think it was a Thursday I just didn't know if they would actually answer the phone or if anybody was really there. And they any and the person answered the phone and they're like oh I'm so sorry we've just been really busy today and I was like you've been really busy today like it's three o'clock on a Thursday yeah like wow okay that's a good sign yeah yeah <laughs> you know um, and so I was like okay that's cool and then the founder of the club my boss um, reached out to me and we talked via email and we talked about you know what I what I'd like to bring to the business and my ideas and where my vested interest lies and it kind of just Went from there. And so I, I joined the business in late 2012. So 10 years this year. Um, and Yay. started off with a few events and it kind of grew. And it grew also because it kind of came in at the time where the business was starting to grow. So there was lots of room and lots of opportunities to help not only market the business and get it on the map so, to a point where people know the name. Because yeah. back then, like, People didn't know what Oasis Aqualam was. People didn't know what sex clubs were. Um, you know, in gay uh, male culture, obviously bathhouses are a thing. But um, there's a lot of people outside of those communities that just didn't even think about going to a place like that. Yep. So part of my job was to help get the business on the map. But then I also helped grow like events. And then at one point I was overseeing a lot of the events. That, not, not that I was producing everything myself, but it kind of just grew and grew and grew. Um, I found myself doing some really interesting projects. Um, lots of like PR work, um, lots of interviews, lots of media. Um, and I just thought it was so exciting, you know, and I just felt really excited and I'm still excited and proud, proud to be a part of this business, especially for so long. Um, so, and to see the business grow to where it is now, um, is fascinating and, we're actually getting ready to exhibit at the taboo sex show in October. So I'm going through these old files and photos and pictures of the venue and old posters. And it's just so cool to see like the transition of everything. So, I, you know, I did kind of have an idea of where I wanted to be. I just had no idea that it was going to go this far, and that I would be here for so long, and that I would be really a uh, part of the business of a place that I definitely call my second home. And I would say that a lot of people that work there and a lot of people that frequent the place also kind of feel like that as well, too.
0: Yeah, you made a comment about it was when you were, I think, applying to Oasis or thinking about applying there, and you said. I didn't feel a whole lot of shame around sex, but yet I thought I should,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I think that that's how a lot of people feel, where they see themselves as being very sexually open and sexually curious, but they are conflicted around being that way because it feels well it feels as though it goes against the norm
1: no i mean that's a, that's a great point i think um i it's like i know i'm gonna be judged not that i really care about going against the norm because i've always gone against the norm the norm is yeah. mine it's i don't even know what the norm is honestly um yeah but i think it's just like knowing that if i speak out in this way or express myself in this way like i'm definitely going to be judged so it was kind of more like not even so much at a conflict, just more about knowing that this is how I'm going to be perceived by people. And do I actually care and being a part of this business where my values are supported and I support the business's values. Like it's very cohesive. um, I'm lucky enough to be in a place where, you know, I can talk about so-called taboo things um, and be supported by the brand and the business and the people that work there and the people that frequent there Um, Unlike people that may not be a part of that business um, and need a place, an outlet to express themselves that way. I will say this though, it is, there is a bit, there can be for me personally, a bit of a downside to looking at things shame-free because when I say that I'm sexually open, I'm not sexually open to everybody. (laughs) And people Um, think I am. (laughs) like you totally. know totally so uh, it, it the, makes it yeah. can make personal like things in my personal life challenging um for people yeah. who are not a part of that community or don't understand that community um mm-hmm. so there's that double edged sword um especially being so visible with the business mm-hmm. um it's like being sexually open does not mean you're open to everybody and everybody having sex with you
0: <laughs> yeah and and i can imagine that if you have these other people have their own stories of what it means for someone like you to do what you do for a living. And they have their own stories around what that means and what they are privy to and what they can talk to you about and what they think that they can do with you. And I'm, I would assume that sometimes when you put down that boundary and you let them know, well, actually um, I am open-minded but it's also to particular things and to particular people and I choose who those what those things and what those people those people are yeah
1: Mm -hmm. yeah um but one awesome thing about that is that people do feel comfortable speaking to me about things they wouldn't speak to about other people Mm -hmm. so I I it's I it's it feels like an honor to be somebody who people may come to, to ask questions, not just about Oasis Ock Lounge, about their own personal life. Yeah. Um, so that is something that I appreciate. Um, yeah. I feel that I, I appreciate that people feel comfortable enough to talk to me about um, sexual things or kink or questions. I mean, I don't have all the answers either. You know, I only have my own experiences um, and what I've seen with the business. So, you know, every, every situation is subjective and, you know, every, you know, there's circumstances that differ from person to person and relation to relationship. Yeah. But just being seen as like a safe person is uh, really, really nice. And I appreciate that a lot.
0: Yeah, I think a safe person and it can also that opportunity for them to be able to talk to you can also be life changing. Mm -hmm. I would imagine that there's probably conversations that people have had with you that have really stuck with them through their life, which actually help them to understand themselves a little bit better. Um, You know, one thing I hear about often is, it go, go, again, goes back to, well, I'm sexually open and I would love to do something like that, but what if I am inside and I see somebody that I know,
1: mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm.
0: Like, what will I do? I mean, the only thing I say is, well, they're in there too. Exactly. So.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's not like you can see inside you know, a way to talk lunch by standing on the corner of Carlton. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if you are there and they're there, then, hey, you don't necessarily have to talk, but yeah. I mean, you're both there for essentially the same reason, although it could, you know, obviously the, the finer details are going to be different, but um, yeah, <laughs> that's exactly it.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and to have people really sit with that, I, I mean, often they'll say, oh yeah, right. <laughs> but. but there's like a lot of fear around that and, and just trying to support them and even problem solving. Right. Well, okay. Like if something like that does happen, what, what will you want to do with that? Right. What will, what will help you to feel a bit better?
1: Well, the thing about Uh, Oasis though, is that because it's four floors, well, three major floors and then Mm -hmm. a a fourth floor um, where the private room is, but that doesn't really get a lot of, it's the way the fourth floor is. It's just like, it's a door at the very top. It's not like yeah. you walk around there. So basically three floors stacked on top of each other. There's rooms, there's pool, there's a pool. So like not everybody is in the same space at the same time. And sometimes what happens is when you walk into Oasis and you're on the main floor, um, depending on if it's like a beautiful day, there's not going to be very many people on the main floor. If F at all, because yeah. they're all out by the pool yeah. or if everybody's out by the pool, they may not be in the playrooms or vice mm-hmm. versa. So like it's harder to kind of run into people than you think um, unless you've actually made plans to meet up with somebody. So yeah, yeah it can be and on, on days that are really busy nights that are really busy. Like it gets mm-hmm. really busy. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, you know, it's not like it's one floor and like a square room where yeah. you just see everybody that's in the venue in one sitting. Yeah. So
0: you can little- pretty much walk in to one of the rooms and, and scan and yeah. see whether or not you know somebody or somebody's familiar and you can always pop in somewhere else. I think that's yeah. pretty yeah. safe to say. Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean our rooms are private rooms, so it's a very open concept. Um I I always say that's what why we call it a, a sex club because like we all share the space. But yeah, you can absolutely like move throughout the various rooms and down the stairs and, and yeah. all that.
0: And so if you think about your career, how does that land with who you are and um, like your family and yeah, like how does that all – your friendships, Mm -hmm. how do they feel about it?
1: Um, I mean, my friends are are cool because if they weren't cool, they wouldn't be my friends. Yeah. What about Um, for the other people (laughs) – I wouldn't be friends with people that weren't okay with my job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I mean, uh, it's it's just been such a part of my life for so long that mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's something that people just kind of know me to be a part of. Yeah. Um, I do have other interests. I actually have other side jobs that I do, mm-hmm. um, but people really recognize me from the club. Um, yeah. I guess it's just something that I embody. Yeah. Um, depending on the company that I'm in, I may speak more about it or less. Yeah. Um, you know, depending on the circumstances, um, I know when to scale back. I just, I, you know, I never yeah. want to make people feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And like something that's so open for me to talk about, like <laughs> I could openly have a conversation with somebody about bukkake. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I probably wouldn't do that at like a, a friend's birthday party for their kids. You know, okay. What
0: well, can you just explain uh, what bukkake is?
1: <laughs> um. So bukkake is, the, okay, it's traditionally a woman who wants to be ejaculated on by a bunch of men. So like a typical Bukkake scene traditionally would be like men circling a woman and just jerking mm-hmm. off on her. Yeah. Um, and we actually have an event for that. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I would, you know, I can, I can speak very freely about these things and in this way that's a little, a little bit detached because, you know, um, it's something that we do monthly at the club, like an event. And so mm-hmm. it's just something, okay, what are, we, what are we doing for Bukkake night? You know, it's like, mm-hmm. it just becomes like this like very natural, like, conversation that I get to have yeah. but I mean I obviously know social cues and when I should be talking about things that might be a little bit more explicit versus not Yes. Yeah. so um I think the only time that I really scale back is when I'm talking to somebody who doesn't really know me very well or doesn't know the club very well and I may just be in that headspace where I don't feel like being asked a lot of questions at the time and as soon as I say you know, they're like, well, where do you work? Well, I work at a club in Toronto. Oh, which club?
0: You know,
1: Mm. oh, what's that? I'm like, okay, (laughs) here we go. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, if it's, um, if it's a situation where I'm, you know, I'm on a podcast or I'm at a a trade show where I'm inside the club, but sometimes um, the questions on my personal time can get a little taxing, Mm -hmm. Um, just because if I, if, if I, if I made it possible, I would always be talking about Oasis Hawk Lounge, literally all the time with everybody I spoke to, because it is the type of venue that does elicit a lot of curiosity and a lot of questions. Yeah. Um, so that's the only time that I'd probably scale back a little bit when I just, I don't have the capacity in my personal life to just do the, do the spiel.
0: Totally have the capacity to do the spiel, but then also, to answer these questions that you know are probably coming through a bit of a judgmental lens. And I mean, it's impossible not to judge, right? But it's, and as a sex therapist, I, sometimes it happens to me as well, right? Where it's like, okay, do I have the capacity? Who do I want to be tonight, right? Like, do I just want to like get lost in, you know, listen to other people talk about themselves because I know, I know that sex, talking about sex is actually quite alluring for a lot of people, but you also don't want to get in a situation where you're having to like justify what you do or
1: or say things like, "No, I don't have sex with people in the venue." Well, I mean, I can if I want to, but that's like my own choice. That's not my job, you know what
0: exactly. I mean? When it starts to become more personal,
1: yeah, yeah, and just like answer that question again and again. But but at the same time, to be fair, like I absolutely understand that curiosity factor, which totally. is why when I am in my role, yeah, I'm very giving, and yeah. when I'm not in my role, I am you know, I close off a little bit. Yep. Depending again, and it just depends on the circumstances. It depends on where I am. It depends it's on. Yeah.
0: And it's your boundary, right? Like it's just you checking in with yourself to figure out where you're at and if it feels okay. And you know what, if people are upset because you don't go down the path that they want to go down, that's really not your problem. <laughs>
1: it's fine. <laughs> if it wasn't fine, I wouldn't been here as long as I have. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Um, If there was one night that you, you may have already answered this one, but if there was one night that you enjoy the most out of those theme nights, what would they be? What would it be?
1: So I really like going to events as a guest that I don't host, not because I don't like hosting, but when I go to an event, um, I get to just hang out. Um, Yeah when I'm hosting, I also get to hang out. It's a lot of fun. It's very social. I get to talk to a bunch of people, yeah. but you know, there's a structure to my socializing. And then I often present on stage and yeah. so, you know, it's, I'm, I'm not, I have to be on in totally. other ways. Um, so I actually went to a staff member's birthday party, uh, the beginning of August and it was, oh. it was a lot of fun for lots of different reasons. Um, but it was just nice to really kind of just, relaxed into the space and that's usually my favorite time um mm. when I can just go and have a good time like last Monday so Labor Day I did a presentation for um the new night that we the guest for the sorry the event that we do for new guests uh I think it's take the plunge forget what the name is um and it's for solos and couples so I only presented like an hour on stage and I wasn't there for the whole night, but I ended up staying and I had such a good time and I ended up staying much longer than I Mm -hmm. thought I would. And that happens at Oasis all the time. Um, Mm -hmm. Everyone's like, okay, I'll just go for a bit. And then it's like, you know, two 30. Yeah. Um, So that's always a lot of fun for me. I also like I've worked unicorn night a few times. So Mm -hmm. unicorn night is the biggest Saturday we've, we have ever done at Oasis. It's just a monthly event that is always busy, always a lot of fun. Basically, it's about, you know, couples looking for a third or a unicorn looking for a couple type of thing. But even though those things don't always happen, it's just grown to be a super busy, fun night at the club. Plus, it's a Saturday, which makes it easy for a lot of people to go if you don't work on a Saturday. And the vibe on Unicorn Night is so hot. Mm. It's so fun. The energy is just super high. Lots of sexy things to see. So much. Can Um, I ask
0: you, does the unicorn... Is the unicorn somebody who identifies as a woman or can it also be someone that identifies as a It's typically a
1: woman, a bisexual woman who likes to play with, like, men and women, all genders. Okay. Um, There's different terms you can use for, I guess, the mask-presenting or male version of that. But a unicorn, in swingers' terms anyways, is it's a woman looking for um, a couple or a couple looking to find a third to play with. Um so but yeah that's a really fun that's a really fun night. I don't always mm. work that Saturday, but any chance that I have, it's uh yeah the energy is really really great there. Super hot. What do you
0: if somebody is thinking about going down to Oasis for their first time, is there a particular day that you would recommend they go in on or would you say pick the day based on what interests you on the calendar?
1: A little bit of both. Um, because when you see a theme that really speaks to what you're interested in exploring, that can really be, uh, great because then you're kind Mm -hmm. of like, I'll just use it for example. Like if that's something that you're interested in seeing, exploring, being a part of, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you'll know that that's what you're going to get. Um, typically though, I would say If it's a brand new guest or brand new couple, first taste is always a great night to come. Uh, Not only because of the presentation, but also because you're going to meet a lot of other new people. So you're not going to feel alone in being new. And Mm -hmm. you're going to have things to talk about with these people because you're going to have being new in common. You're going to be like, why did you come here? What are you looking to explore? So you get to have those conversations in a way that you could always have at the club, but like you're talking to people that are on the same page as you as being a new guest. Um, Same with solos, like the first Monday of the month, um, Mm -hmm. take the plunge. um, It's a great chance for also solos to be a part of that conversation as well too. Mm -hmm. Um, Tuesdays are great if you are looking for a more hardcore experience. Mm -hmm. So things like Bukaki night, uh, we have a down to fuck night, DTF night. um, That's always super popular too. It's uh, comparable to unicorn night as far as like a busy night. Um, so those are themes where, you know, you can explore something that would typically be considered taboo, um, within like more of a vanilla culture. Mm -hmm. Um, Wednesdays, I'm
0: on. So just, just to clarify, like with the down to fuck, what would make, is it just down to fuck or is it down to fuck in like kinkier kind of ways? Like what? What would be the difference with down to fuck versus like a regular, I don't know, Friday night or Saturday (laughs) night?
1: Yeah. Um, So it's – down to fuck is more about gangbangs.
0: Got it. Okay.
1: We say our tagline is women who enjoy the company of multiple men. So it tends to be like more of like pylon, gangbang, things like that. Yeah. I'm there every Wednesday. So um, I always say visit on a Wednesday because I'll be there. And also, like, I enjoy the themes that we do there. Um, they tend to be a little little more mellow, not as high, super high energy as something like a DTF Tuesday. But, like, great regular um, attendance. Mm-hmm. Um, Thursday has some really fun themes. So, like, check the calendar okay. um, just to see if there's a theme that really interests you. But you're definitely going to get, like, a new guest experience and presentation if you go yep. on like first taste or the first Monday of the month.
0: Okay. Excellent. Fatima, thank you for being here. Thank you so much. And being so open and so informative. It was really lovely to talk to you. Please tell us where we can find you.
1: Cool. Um, So, well, you can find Oasis Aqua Lounge on Instagram under AquaFlirts. So that is our Instagram handle. Uh, We're on Twitter at 231 Mutual. Uh, We're also on Facebook. Um, And yeah, that's where you can find us.
0: Yay. Okay, good. And also if people want to come down, should they buy their tickets online or can they just pay at the door?
1: Totally pay at the door. You can totally pay at the door. It's very rare at this point that we're going to be so sold out that you need to get a ticket online. The only event that I would say for something like that would be New Year's Eve. Um, Maybe Halloween, but like... Our capacity is 275. We're at full capacity now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have any restrictions. So unlike things, unlike the way things were last year, I would say it's fine if you pay at the door. But if you're, you know, planning your visit, especially if you're out of town, it's just convenient to get your ticket online. Yeah. Um, so it's a convenience, I think, more than anything else. Okay. Um, yeah. And you
0: need to go, if you are a person who identifies as male. You would go in with like can anyone go in or how what so what's what are the rules?
1: Sunday to Thursday allows solos and couples. So okay. like solo men. Um and then uh, sorry, Fridays and Saturdays are women and couples only. So solo okay. men are allowed to visit Sunday through Thursday. Um obviously women and couples can visit anytime. Um but then it's women and couples only uh, Thursday, Friday and Saturday, Friday and Saturday. Okay,
0: got it. Thank you, Fatima.
1: Thank you so much. It was super, super fun chatting with you. Yay,
0: it was super fun. If you have a question, a confession, or an inspirational story, send me an email to the confession booth at michelle at ca, and you just might hear it on the air. I hope you enjoyed Get Some. If you'd like to listen to more episodes, subscribe to wherever you like to listen to podcasts. And until then, be kind to yourself be curious and when you're ready your sexual journey will unfold